Hobby Addict の時間です It's time for Hobby Addict And now here are your anime addicts Everybody, welcome to episode 212 of Hobby Addicts. I'm your host, Mitsugi, and I am joined by not the usual crew. We have the wonderful Mason. He's full of spice and everything nice. He's up in Connecticut. Are you calling us unusual? That sounds, <laughs> that sounds what you're calling us. The unusual suspects. Oh, I'll take it as a compliment. Thank you. Movie. Yeah. And we also have Caroline, our lovely social media manager. How are you,、Hello. Caroline? I'm doing pretty good. Had nothing else to do, so I decided to swing by. Enzo and Mandy. Your hobby is free time. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish, yeah. Enzo and Mandy will not be joining us today, guys, on Hobby Addict. So just the three of us. And today I have a, I have a, I have a lot to talk about. I, have, I went on quite the adventure, so, which included climbing to the tallest point in Colorado, the second tallest point in the continental U.S. And I also have a game, I want, a game that I'm going to discuss. Mason, space and state travel. So that sounds interesting.、Yeah. Did you go to space?、Uh, in spirit, I did. Got it. Well, I wish I was in space right now. And Caroline has been working on some artwork, and she'll be telling us more about that in just a bit. Mason? More like the fails. <laughs> more like fails? <laughs> yeah. I, I feel that 100%. Mason, you know. Rather than starting first and taking all the thunder and all the excitement, I'm going to let you go first because I want to hear about how you traveled through space. No, no. Well, I guess technically we're all traveling through space just with our,、oh. our, our ship of choice being the Earth itself. Right. But、uh, just, you know, for people who are living underneath a rock somehow,、uh, just super hyped about the SpaceX launch.、Um, yesterday, time I'm talking about this, I think it was May 30th. Um, where the SpaceX Falcon 9 launched the、uh, Demo 2 up to、uh, the ISS. And as a big engineering astronaut boy,、uh, just <laughs> super hype. I actually have my NASA shirt on right now. Haven't shot, no, I'm kidding. I, no, it's a fresh shirt. Don't worry. I haven't worn it since. But、uh, no, just super excited about hopefully the new frontier of space. Becoming more, you know, a thing again in culture and、yeah. government and society and, you know, just getting funding towards it. And it was definitely a big、um, moral boost, I think, in these times. It was kind of needed. So, yeah, it's been like what, 10 years now since the space program was largely defunded? Is that about right? Indeed. Yeah. I, th- I think this is like the first launch from like American soil in. Like over a decade. Gotcha. So, so as a big, did you ever as a big go spa- visit the. Sorry, sorry, sorry. As、go、a big、ahead. space nerd, Mason, where do you think we're going with this? Like, what is the. You know, I mean, okay, we took, we took a couple people to the space station. Great.、Mm-hmm. We did that before. So, True. where are we going from here with this? Like, what is Elon Musk's sort of mission in his head? What does he want to do? Where are we going? Are we going to like. Are we going to put a person on Venus? Like, what the hell are we doing? We're going to colonize I mean, the sun. 
Oh, shit. <laughs> exactly. We're going to harness its power. <laughs> what a way to go, though. What a way to go. Death by solar rays. Um, I don't know. I never know what that madman is thinking. I, I think it's less of a accomplishment on, like, the technological front. I mean, obviously, like you said, we've been sending people up there for decades now. It's nothing new. But to have it done by a you know, kind of corporate entity in, in that sense, as much as a negative term that might have for some people. Um, I think it just is going to make just more companies interested in their own space pursuits. Um, I know you had the guy from like Virgin Atlantic and all that kind of stuff, you know, playing around with those ideas, but this should help get like funders and like private people invested in space travel, space companies, space exploration. And I still don't think this is going to yield any crazy gains in the short term. I don't think our change of plan of, you know, investigating Mars and getting people on the moon again is all that different because of this. But the the interests of people with money will only help the industry. Even if it's not an industry, I don't think we will ever see become all that commercially viable in our lifetime. Well, and we had a, we had a long discussion about this on an after party like a few years ago because there was a discussion about um, either colonizing or something, doing some, making some greater investment in travel to Mars because there's a lot of minerals and whatnot on Mars. And I was just made I made the case back then that it would never happen because the amount of money you'd have to lay out in order to fly a ship like a mining vessel you know like 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 a you know ridley scott alien mining vessel to another planet and then colonize it the the cost would be just i don't even have any idea how to estimate it literally astronomical trillions and trillions (laughs) and um and then and the return you'd get from all the minerals couldn't possibly cover the cost of getting there so I don't know. So I was, it was kind of a sad conversation on my part because I was, you know, dashing everyone's hopes, sort of. But um, it'd be fun to it'd be fun to see it in our lifetime. I doubt it'll happen, but it'd be fun to see. Agreed. Agreed. What else, Mason? Um, I, I can save I can save my my state travel story because I'm curious about uh. Carolyn's artwork progress. Yeah, and, and, and then and then your and then your stories. And yeah. then if if we have yeah, time yeah. we can circle back around. Yeah, yeah, of course. Caroline, tell us tell us of your artwork adventures. Well, it's really unexciting. <laughs> uh, it's just me and I'm just trying to I don't know if it's just for a hobby, just you know, just to do something different. Because I've never really been much of a drawer because I suck. Um <laughs> But, you know, just trying to maybe improve, I guess. I don't know if you can improve much by just doing one drawing a week, but that's basically what I've been doing. A couple weeks ago, I just posted a picture of Suica from Dr. Stone on uh, Twitter and Facebook. And I just invited everybody to, you know, draw their own version of Suica. And because, you know, she's a pretty simple looking character, very round and, you know, adorable. So, (laughs) yeah. So, yeah, basically, I just traced her. No, well, not any tracer, just eye referencing. Uh, and it actually turned out quite good, though I did realize that doing legs and feet are so much harder oh. than hands, which are already immensely hard to do. The hands turned out great. The feet, however, are 
not good. <laughs> yeah, I'm told um, hands are like the hardest thing to draw, period. Yeah, I can That's definitely see that being very, very difficult to do, like to do well. Um, but yeah, so I just did like a one-to-one eye reference and it turned out relatively well. Uh, and I just joined, I invited everybody to try to join in and do it themselves. Um, so I'm hoping more people start joining in just, you know, to to do stuff that you may not be good at, but to do it for fun. Because I've been doing a lot of uh, adult coloring books uh, just to pass the time and relax and all that. And I figured, let's try something different. So there's that. And then most recently, we did one for Saitama from Bone Punch Man, uh, which was a lot harder to do. Really? And, uh, yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe it's just because... Uh, Maybe it's just because I was having an off day <laughs> because I accidentally punched Saitama in the face and gave him a black eye. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was also using my new markers. I did Suica and, and pencils and colored pencils, and which is a lot easier. It feels a lot easier to do with uh, than to do it with colored pencils rather than markers because markers feel a lot more permanent uh, and noticeable. So and I have I did, to imagine you were doing the adult coloring books with pencils. So you were kind of already used to that? I was kind of doing it with both pencils okay, and okay. Colored, mark colored markers. Um, but I just got a new set of markers. So I was really feeling eager to use them on this. Uh, so I kind of did a mix of color pencils and markers for Saitama. But some of the parts where I used markers, uh, the mistakes were a little bit more noticeable. And Saitama's club hand turned into a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, uh, I did. I did the uh, the meme with Saitama going like, "Who is this sassy small child or whatever it was?" Uh, and so Tatsumaki is also in the in the picture, and she looks oh, awful. Oh, I love her. <laughs> oh no! She looks like uh, a baby doll that got thrown into the trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Yeah, but if you really want to see it, you can check the social media. I posted it. I posted it on Friday, so oh. uh, or on uh, the 29th. I think it was. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, yeah. that's bravery. That's bravery. Posting stuff that you, but it, it's good because now you can track your progress. It's true. And well, this is kind of inspired by the whole Sailor Moon redraw that was going around a lot. And I was wondering why they were doing it specifically on Sailor Moon. But I was like, hmm, let's just draw something. So it's not Sailor Moon, but I'm going to call this little thing the redraw club. So hopefully if anybody wants to join, all you have to do is just hear what picture we're doing or submit a picture that you want to do and we can all do it together and it'll be a fun laugh over whether or not we are really really good or just eh. well i'm looking <laughs> it's, at it's i'm looking at suffering i'm looking at the saitama right here and he doesn't look half bad i mean tatsumaki she just kind of looks like a shrunken <laughs> like a shrunken person but but well, yeah <laughs> but uh but but saitama looks good i think he looks pretty good in fact in fact i saw this image didn't really like spend a lot of time looking at it because i thought it was just like a meme or something but um I actually thought it was from the anime, so. <laughs> you gotta be joking. No, I swear. I'm being serious. I'm so serious. So. Do we know what the next redraw is going to be? I'm still trying to figure that out because, you know, with a lot of anime characters, they look kind of similar. So I want to make sure that we do a large array of different looking ones that are pretty easy to do. So maybe a Pokemon or um, another little character that might be fun. But if anybody has any suggestions, feel free to let me know, even on the Discord, if you have any suggestions. should do one of the Azokin uh, 
opening like dance poses. Oh yeah, that's not a bad idea. And they have like that natural wonkiness to them that you can be like, oh, it was intentional. Yeah. Well, are you are you a fan of Doctor Stone? Because as Mason knows, I am a huge fan of Doctor Stone. Love it. Oh yes, we all know that you're a huge fan of Doctor oh, Stone. Yeah. I think that's the only show that we know that you that you love 100. <laughs> percent And that and Golden Boy. Well, yeah. Yeah. And GTO. And GTO, yeah, of course. Yeah, but are you a, are you a fan of Doctor Stone, or is that just a choice? Was that a choice out of some out of simplicity of the design? It was a choice out of simplicity. I do love Sweet Up. Um, I do like Dr. Stone, but I, I'll be honest, I started it, uh, when it came out, I got through six episodes and I kind of stopped watching it, oh. but then I wanted to hear the review of it. So I, uh, just quickly watched the rest of the show and I did enjoy it and I'll probably watch the rest of it out of, you know, interest and, uh, time invested and all that. Um, I wouldn't say it's my thing, mostly because the... Okay. The the faces they really do get to me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, they do have weird models. It's true. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to the Stone Wars. Whenever they get around to doing that, I think it's going to be cool. So all I think of is that they're just going to throw rocks at each other. That's all I think about when I hear Stone War. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, they were all decked out in like all this high tech, you know, sort of gear, you know, that they made. So I think there's mm-hmm. going to be some some surprises there. Anyway. Um, what else about artwork, Caroline? Do you have anything else to share with us? Uh, not really. My life has been really boring. Actually, it's been quite boring since I graduated last year. So, yay! Yay! Postgrad. <laughs> well, boring could it can always be worse than boring. So, hmm. all right. Well, well that, I guess there is one thing. If you, yep. if, if I did, fi- I did finally finish Stephen King's It, the book. Oh God! And it's eleven hundred pages. Yeah. It took me. A year and a half, maybe two years to do this. How is that so and long? It was mediocre. Oh, I can't believe I wasted 1,100 pages of reading. I, two years of reading this book, and it's just eh. And it's just Steven, mediocre. Steven, Steven. If I've ever met Stephen in real life, I have a lot of notes for him. <laughs> well, he's <laughs> an editor. Yeah, he doesn't care. He's made so much money on it. He's like, whatever, whatever, lady. I've made so much money. I'm gonna look up what's longer, it or uh, what, what? What else did he do? It was like 1949 or something. Like the Stand and the uh, Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. Uh, Gerald Dane. He's done a quite. He's done a so lot. many books. He's done a ton he's of books. Wow, he's done many books, and he's not even that old. No, he's done. He's he probably has a hundred books, man. Like <laughs> the power of the main flowing yeah. through his. Yeah, it's 112263, which is yeah, insane. Like almost 900 pages and i read that one and i i think like three quarters of the way in, i was like i like it but i just want it to be over now and just like <laughs> slog through the last bit so but no nah, he's, he's pretty cool all right well yeah and then i finished it off with watching the movies and i was watching it with my sister and i was like well in the book in the book and then she got so pissed at me Oh, like, Caroline, I, just watch the damn movie. And I thought like, the movie was. I thought the movie was good, but um, it, it kind of has. Okay. It has a Stand by Me sort of Stranger Things flair to it, and I um, it does feel I like love a lot those. Stranger Things. Yeah. It's incredible how they matched up the adult actors to the young actors so well. They look so similar, except for Ben, because you know they gave him a major glow up, and they just did not care what he looked like previously. Yeah. I never saw the second one. I haven't seen the second one yet. Well, it's it's you should watch it just for Bill Hader, honestly. <laughs> He's great. All right, so 
I went on quite an adventure. And uh, so we all know I'm climbing mountains, right? And I sometimes we, sometimes we, my girlfriend and I, sometimes we fail to get to the top. Sometimes we make it. And usually when we fail lately, it's been because of her dog, which who is, you would think it'd be a great hiking dog because it's a German Shepherd Husky and, you know, and et cetera, et cetera. But the dog just has like tiny, these like soft pad, paw pads. And I think going from like wet snow to hard rocks just shreds the paw pads and then they end up bleeding. And then the dog ends up crying, and we end up feeling bad, and then we end up turning around. So That's so sad. So we climbed Mount Elbert this last time. Um, we got up at 4 a.m., got in the car. Uh, we packed the car the night before. We, we were on the road by like 4.15 probably in the morning. And uh, Mason and I actually climbed this mountain already, but we climbed to South Elbert, which is just which is on, which is down – if you're, familiar, if, you're, if you're at all familiar with the Rocky Mountains, you'll know that there's a lot of ridge lines in the Rocky Mountains, and they're all made of rocks, and they connect. Sometimes they connect mountain peaks. So we got in the car, we drove out there, and we started walking around 8, around 8 a.m. And uh, it starts out as a pretty nice hike. Lots of other people there hiking. Uh, it's a nice little jaunt through the woods, you know, not real strenuous. And out of nowhere, you know, maybe half an hour into the hike, the path just takes this unbelievably sharp uphill and you're just like wow this came out of nowhere you go you go from flat to like a 40 percent grade like instantly and you're like wow this is um it's pretty intense and so you're kind of hiking up this slope through the through the forest it's still pretty nice um to be honest with you and we got to the tree line and the tree line was just a disaster i mean it, it looked like maybe there had been an avalanche or something but there were a lot of downed trees and just tons of snow drifts like just massive mountains of snow like you know four, three four five feet deep you know and the kind that if you step on them and they're soft your foot goes through and you're like and you're like in snow up to your waist i mean it's wild and um it was a nightmare to navigate through that but basically uh, going up it's easy because you just kind of look at the sky and you can tell which direction is up and you just kind of walk up and then eventually you come up through the trees and then you can realign yourself on the mountain so we do that and we climb up the mountain it wasn't a bad hike. Uh, it took us five hours to summit the mountain, um, and it was just like an endless uphill. I mean, it, we, we walked uphill for probably four hours, and the steepest grade got, it was in 50, uh, 59% was the steepest it got. Mason, nowhere near as steep as the trail we did, uh, I would say. Okay, I was going to ask how, how steep our trail was. Our, our trail was probably... I mean, I would just guess 65 to 70%. I mean, it was pretty, pretty steep. And I still have nightmares of that, like, grind up the hill where, like, every minute we were, like, taking a rest. That's how it always is. You know, when you're, when you're at, when you're at 13,500 feet, you know, the oxygen's thin. And when you're walking up a hill like that, it's just, your body just doesn't, isn't, isn't made for that. So, um, <clears throat> we got up the hill, you know, that the, the other side of Elbert had, three had two false summits which is really brutal because you get to the top you think you're done you're not and you kind of have to go you're like oh fuck like you walk you walk you've been walking uphill forever and you think i'm finally there i made it and then you realize you have at least another hour so you know so we get to the top of the false summit and we and the other summits were pretty close you know so the second one was only about 20 minutes off and then from there you have a little more but you just walk this little this little kind of peaceful ridge line to the to the final top that's kind of like a victory lap almost 
um, that you just kind of, you know, you're, you know, you're there. You've, you've only got a hundred more feet of elevation gain, which is like nothing. And you're like, Oh, this is so good. Like I finally made it. And there's people up there and the camaraderie is unbelievable. Like everyone's high-fiving and talking and everyone's happy and, and you're all wishing each other safety on the way, way back down and all this. And it's just a great, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So how's the ride? How's going back down it though? Well, so we were only at the top for a few minutes and, um, my girlfriend's dog got scared or something. Cause the dog just vanished. We were like, Oh God, where's the dog? And the dog had basically descended like 700 feet and was like, just like, peace out. We're fuck off. We're going to, I'm just going to take off down this mountain now. And so we ended up panicked, pan- like she's panicking because the dog's gone. I'm panicking because, well, I, I love the dog too, but like, you know, and now I'm going to be dealing with this distraught girlfriend. So it's just terrible. Everything's terrible. But we found the dog like getting ready to go down past the first false summit, which was like 700 feet down. And I think the dog might have been chasing an animal or something, but and we basically found the dog. So the, the, the descent took about four hours and mostly because I was slow. I'm fast coming up, but slow going down. And, and it's just going down the mountain, just, you feel like your body's being torn apart. Like it's just brutal. Like your knees and ankles and, and, um, hips, Mason knows it. You're sliding down these like loose rocks forever and your ankles and and knees are just being shredded. I mean, it's vicious. It's, um, not real pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. I don't go hiking very often, but, uh, one time we did a hike, uh, and it was, very uphill and mm-hmm. i thought like oh this is this is so horrible i'm so tired and then we're going back down it and i was like i am afraid to fall on my ass and yeah. of all my breath and scrape up my knees and honestly you might as well just slide down the mountain at ah, that point funny you should funny you should say that so on the side of some of these mountains there's a lot of snow still right even now and you can actually get down on your butt on your butt and slide down big chunks of the mountain on your ass it's pretty great um, I actually had the dog in my lap. This is a pretty big dog, maybe 50 pounds. I got the dog in my lap and we're just sliding down the mountain with the dog in my lap and they call it glissading. I call it butt sliding. I always sing the Mario, the Mario like penguin slider song from Mario 64 when I do it. But, um, we got down the mountain, we checked another one off. The Mount Albert goes to 14,423 feet, which is about, which is just a little taller than the South Albert that, that you and I went to Mason. And, um, there's only one mountain in the U.S., in the continental U.S., taller, and it's in the Sierra Nevadas. I can't remember what it's called, but it's not that much taller, like maybe like 80 feet more. And um, <clears throat> pretty good trip. And then we got in the car, and we you know, rejoiced, and so many s'mores Pop-Tarts were eaten. And, and, I, and, and I discovered my love of Hostess Ding Dongs. Have you guys ever had Ding Dongs? Of course, uh, they, yeah, they are fan- they are fantastic. <laughs> I'm gonna look up the the, the hostess uh, lexicon to see uh, so um, like where they rank among among them. So we we had a box of star spangled ding dongs. They were called. They had like kind of like like American flag colored sprinkles on them, and it was just this big joke because it's almost like like my penis is star spangled or something because it's called ding dong, and um you know like five year old jokes. So we, we drove all the way over to Utah after that. So we slept in a truck stop at a pilot station. We showered and slept in this truck stop and um, ate at a restaurant in Grand Junction, Colorado, Texas Roadhouse. I had fried pickles and a bacon cheeseburger. It was, it was phenomenal. And um, that was the first time at a restaurant in like 10 weeks. And 
and the restaurants are open. Sit in. Oh yeah, they're open now. Oh yeah, in Denver they're open. Yeah, they're at thirty percent capacity, but you can go. I've eaten at. Um, I ate at two of them yesterday, and um, I had ramen and then I had breakfast, and uh, we got to we, we drove to Goblin Gorge, Utah, which is this neat little place with all these like rock formations that kind of look like goblins. And uh, Western Utah kind of sucks though. Like I won't lie, there's like nothing there. It's just desolate desert just beating sun and bushes and that's about it for for like sounds like utah yeah for hundreds of miles and there's even there's even like signs on the road that say um no service next 100 miles and by that they mean there's no gas no food no water no 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 nothing no anything so if you have if you're like low on gas turn around because you are not gonna you're not gonna make it and um and so on the way back i I ended up driving the whole way it was like seven hours but um we hit desert then mountains and then up in the mountains again we got we got into a snowstorm which is wild in june and almost june right and it was a real it was a real snowstorm like almost white out people are pulling over there's like big old fat like ping pong size ball snowflakes and um and then as we got back down into denver it was it was raining so it was just like the whole swath all the way from uh from west to east so but it was pretty interesting pretty good trip and um we're not going to do any mountains this next coming weekend, but the weekend after that, we're going to do Mount Shivano and Tabe Gauche. So that's going to be quite difficult because it's almost 6,000 feet of, of, of elevation gain and about 13 miles. So it's going to be a pretty big, pretty big battle physically. So, but um, Are those just two peaks that are very close in proximity? Yeah, I mean, Mason, so what you do is you walk up um, – it, w- it would have been like walking up if you had walked to where you and I walked uh, on our hike, then do another mile and a half on that ridge to the other peak. It would almost be like if, if you and I had gone all the way to the other peak and come back, but a little further. I gotcha. But a little further, um, and a little bit, a little bit more difficult, like in terms of the of the rating. So we'll have to see, and a little further drive too. So we'll have to see how it goes. But we're not bringing the dog this time, anyway. I have two point hospital to talk about a game I've been playing, but um, why don't we go back to Mason for a little state travel? Cause then I want to hog. Everything. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll go quick. Um, so I, uh, I'm still working, still going into work, yeah. but we got word from the company that at the soonest we would be returning into the offices in September. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's yeah, freaking so, wild. And they said that's at the earliest. And that's just due to the nature that, you know, 99.100% of my job can be done, like, remotely. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're really suffering by having people work on computers and stuff. So they're like, hey, like, at the earliest, you're coming back in September, but it could be even later. So you know, they're, they're pushing everyone to, like, you know, get comfortable, have a good at-home setup, like, kind of be all set like that. And... I'm like, okay, that's pretty good to know, but I, uh, you know, it's, that's a couple months away. I might use this time to go drive back home and see the family. Oh, wow. That's yeah. That'd be so, so nice. Yeah. So just go hang out with them. And especially cause you know, if I just Illinois, which is where my hometown is, has been really locked down. So, you know, I think it'll cheer the family up, give them someone new to talk to instead of being trapped in the same house with the same people. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm thinking about making that trip. It's about 14 hours, so Ooh. I'm definitely going to need to uh, have at least one night of rest. So I 
I actually got my car. I took it into the shop yesterday or a couple days ago. And I was like, hey, I'm about to do a big trip. I'm at like 75,000 miles, like just overhaul this thing. Like, just give me the works, make it so this trip is going to go well. There won't be any issues, that kind of thing. So going to do something for you that isn't necessary on your car just to, you know. Just just do it. Just do it. Did they get you good, dude? How much much um, was it? 1,200? It wasn't too bad. No, it was only like uh, 400. That's a very nice mechanic. That's not bad. (laughs) Damn. I was like, I was thinking he's going to take you to the woodshed is what I was thinking. Exactly. I can't well, get no. a wheel change without them having to say, hmm, you can replace everything in this car I just know. for a small fee of like $1,000. Gotcha. No, well, here's what went down. So I, I I took it in, but they they're like, hey, we don't want people like waiting inside. Like, you know, we have to like disinfect your car before and after. So it's going to take a little bit longer. So bring like a lawn chair and like sit outside while we work on the car. And I say, fine. And they're like, normally it takes an hour, but it's probably because of the disinfectant. It's probably going to take an hour and a half. I say, fine, no worries. So I have my lawn chair and I park it underneath the the sign to the dealership. So like the shadow from the sign will like keep me covered. And um, I was like, hey, if you find anything else, just like text me and let me know what service is. And they're like, oh, sometimes spark plugs need to be replaced here. And that usually can take, you know, a couple extra hours. I'm like, well, just let me know. And essentially throughout the first hour as they're working on the car, I have to like keep on standing up and moving my chair to like match the shade as it moves around with the sun. And I get a text and they're like, hey, we actually need to replace the spark plugs, but we'll get it done in an hour instead of two hours. And I say, fine, oh great, I, c- I can wait. So I'm out there. I have my computer, my laptop. I'm reading my uh, manga. I'm having a good time. I have to keep on shifting my chair. After an hour passes... They sent me a text. They're like, hey, we're finishing up. Um, so shouldn't be too much longer. Uh, I keep on having to move with the shade. I move with the shade. Like an hour passes, an hour and a half passes. Like still no word from them. I, like I keep on moving with the shade. And eventually I moved so far because of following the shade of the sign that I see my car just sitting in the parking lot. Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't have a vantage point. And I, 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 I sent them a text. I'm like, um what's the update yeah what and the the person's like, oh shoot we finished this like an hour ago but because oh like God. they're not used to having people in the shop they just like pulled it parked it and like forgot about it so i was like sitting out there for like an extra hour just waiting for my car to be finished when it already was and it was only because i had to like follow the sun that i eventually got a vantage point so you know, I was a little salty about you, it. You could still be there, Mason, even right now. I, to this day. So, and the things, no, it's not nothing worth like getting riled up or like upset about. But it was just like, ooh, that was an hour of my life I could have had yeah. back. So, I don't know. It was just nice to get outside, though. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, if any people have good recommendations of places to stop and just like take in the sights in like Pennsylvania or Ohio, uh, let me know and I will. Well, definitely not Ohio. <laughs> Just keep going, oh brother. God. Yeah, I know. There's not much in Ohio. No, there's there's Defiance, Ohio. It's it's um, part of. It, it was mentioned in the show Scandal, and that was a big place. That did all, you know there was a lot of stuff that happened there. Uh, yeah. So when we went, me and my family, we went to Indiana for a vacation to see my uncle, and we passed the sign Defiance, Ohio, and we're like 
Holy shit, it's defiance. <laughs> there you go, and Mason. You, you got to stop there. there. <laughs> I mean, the best thing in Ohio uh, is Cedar Point at the very northern Cedar tip. Cedar Point is great. That's roller coasters, but uh, I think they're going to be closed down for a little bit longer. So Sandusky. Yes, indeed. So right. I've got a long trip coming up ahead. I don't know when it will go down, but I feel like I got to take advantage of it. And so we might we might have some podcasts in a different location for Ooh. a couple of weeks, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, my mother, she would have loved it if I had come home during all that during the, like the two months that I was you know working remote. But <clears throat> I just don't think my poor I don't think my poor my poor girlfriend could, could have handled being left alone for that long with all this going on. So. Yeah, so but that's a different uh, talk for a different day. On a side note, Mason, how much do you love fried pickles? Like, as a foodie, like, what is your take on fried pickles? Because I have an opinion about fried pickles. I, I've had them maybe twice. Yeah. Um, and? And they were done to varying levels of success. So I could imagine them being very good, and I could imagine... Like if they didn't like dry them out enough that they would just become like a gross mess. But I'm generally pro pickle. Ah. So, so I, it would never be like the first thing if someone's like, Oh, we got fried pickles. I wouldn't be like ecstatic about it, but I'd be like, I'm curious enough to try. How about you, Caroline? What did your take on fried pickles? I affectionately call them frickles. frickles. I feel like there's no better way to call them frickles. Um, <laughs> frickles. You know, I mean, sometimes I could feel like, eh, I'm not in the mood for a fried pickle. But if there's no other time that I'm going to get a fried pickle, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> I I love, I love, I'm, if it's on the menu, I always consider it. All right. Well, now that we've gotten that out of the way, I have been playing a game. So we'll talk about, we'll, we went out to discuss what people are really here to hear about, a game. And um, everybody knows that I'm a business guy and I have a you know, the business degree and all that. And so, yes, it does come through in anime sometimes, and it does come through sometimes in games. I was always a big SimCity guy, like SimCity, SimAnt, SimHospital, SimThemePark. Like, they got all of that shit, right? And a lot of it requires you to manage money and, um, you know, return on investment, all this other shit that people don't usually care about. So I've, so I've been playing this game called Two Point Hospital. And I think it was a PC game that was ported to PlayStation not long ago, uh, but it, but it originally came out in the summer of 2018, so it's a couple years old. And it's really, it's out on the Switch, PS4, Xbox, on everything pretty much. And I think it'll run you like 20, 25 bucks maybe if you buy it on if you buy it online. And it's a lot like Sim Hospital, so it's very in depth. There's you basically run this hospital. And uh, I recommend if you guys are interested, look up photos of it on online. It'll give you a better idea of what I'm talking about. But they give you like this shell, this empty hospital, and you you start off by doing simple things like like making the reception desk and maybe like a general practitioner's office. And of course, you know you'll decorate. You'll put like filing cabinets in, posters on the wall, plants, you know, whatever. And then you have to hire staff. So you're like, okay, well, I, well I'm going to hire this doctor. So you want, so you want to find a doctor that has like a good resume. They've got good, uh, like skills, like they're good at diagnosis. They're good. They have good customer service, et cetera, et cetera. Then you hire them and they have like a salary and everything too. And you hire them and then you put them and you assign them to work in the general practitioner's office. 
and you do the same thing for the reception desk. Like you'll hire a, like an assistant who will, you know, be there to like, you know, do the clerical type stuff. And so they're like greeting customers and whatnot. And customers will, will start to come in and they'll go to the, to the practitioner's office. And eventually you'll start to like diagnose new, new, new illnesses and they will. And if you like, there's, in, there's one called like pots and pans disease or something where like people will come in and they'll have like a pot and, or like a pan. They're silly things. Like they'll have like a pan stuck on their head. Um, there's ones where people think that they're clowns and they can't stop like acting like clowns. There's one, there's one where, um, people have like, their head is literally like a light bulb and, <laughs> and like the treatments are ridiculous too. So like they'll take, they'll take that light bulb person and put them in this room and they'll have this big piece of machinery and they'll, they'll literally pull their head off and put it in like a, put it in like a bin and then they'll reach in and they'll grab another head and they'll stick the new head on. And that's how they fix the light bulb one. And it's like, but in order to fix that, you have to make the investment of buying the of of get, making of buying the clinic in your hospital, the the new room with the new equipment. You have to have a doctor or a nurse who can handle like that particular task, and et cetera, et cetera. So it gets pretty deep. Um, there's like money. Your hospital has, has a reputation. You have um, you can even take out loans with various interest rate levels depending on like the performance of your hospital and depending on like how long you want the loan to be. So it's like almost like buying a house, you know, like oh you can take out a million dollar loan, but you know you're gonna have a five percent interest rate, and you know you got to pay salary. You can raise their you can raise doctors' pay. You can promote them. You can you you can set policy like doctors can only go on only one doctor can be on break at a time stuff like that. It's just wild. So did you, guys, you did you set up a secondary like spreadsheet to help you play this game? No, I mean honestly, this game is pretty easy. Like it's not as hard as Sim Sim Hospital or Sim Hospital. It's like oh you'll you'll be running in the red and you run out of money and then you you're pretty much fucked because it's like you just you don't have any money and you keep losing money and then people get unhappy and then and then in, like the Sims, you know, they're like peeing on the floor and like falling asleep in their own urine and shit. If you ever played the Sims, like it's a disaster area. These people. They're like, they have no idea how to do dishes. So it's like, eat and then just leave the dishes like on the floor. You know, fall asleep in their own filth. This game is... Pr- <laughs> do you, ever pl- do you ever play The Sims, Caroline? Oh, no. But I've seen, a, I've seen enough of, you know, Sims play to know, like, what it's about. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot harder than this game. This game is pretty forgiving. Like, there's... I've made three hospitals now, and each time they introduce something new. So the second time... The first time it was just like, here's this, here's this basic stuff. Second time it was, here's the basic stuff, and then, oh, by the way, here's, like, four more types of things you can have in your hospital. So they'll introduce, like, a psychiatry office, the nurse's ward where people can go, like, lay in beds. Uh, you'll have, like, you know, a special room for, like, advanced diagnosis. And then, like, the third hospital, which I just started, is they, they introduce the concept of training. So you can, you, can, you can have a training room where you assign, like, a doctor. You'd be like, okay, doctor, you're going to go in here, and you have to select the training program, the trainer, and then also the doctor. And you'll be like, train, you'll train them to like acquire a new skill. And so like they introduced that. And now I'm on the fourth hospital where I've noticed that like most of the staff you hire now, now, now that, that, that they've introduced training, most of the staff come with like almost no skills at all. So they have all the, all the doctors are like really unskilled. And unlike before where you could pick ones that were like already pretty good. So I think now there's going to be like this thing. Now, now I have to like use the training and they're probably going to introduce some, some new stuff as well. And um, all, the, all the while you're like unlocking new items to put in your hospital. So I unlocked like energy drink machines, arcade machines, um, like magazine racks, um, 
like stuff that um, like hand sanitizing dispensers, like they got all kinds of stuff. Different co- you can change the colors of the of the of the staff uniforms. Like it's pretty in depth. Oh, and by the way, you can buy other properties around your hospital to like make more room. So you could you could like buy part of a part of like a neighborhood and demolish it and then build it into like another wing of your hospital. So there's like a lot. There's a lot to it. It's pretty interesting. So you guys know that game Zoo Zoo Tycoon? Yeah, That's it's like, like it's Hospital Tycoon, isn't it? Yeah, they have that. Yeah, this is yeah, exactly right. This is not like the first hospital game out there. Um but that's exactly right. It's just like that. Except I, I, I still think this is this is a little bit easier, you know, than the I other games. Tycoon. <laughs> I love those games. I love I loved it. You could like uh, in, in I remember in Sim Theme Park the most the fun thing the most fun thing to do was you could like build a roller coaster and you could like literally design it yourself and then you could watch like a 3D demo of your of the roller coaster that you created. And you could make roller coasters that would just like have no track, and it would just like you could like have them going uphill, and then just have the track end, and you could just like launch people to their to, to their death if you wanted to. Like the track would just end, and they would just they would just ramp into the you know into a tree or some shit. Ideally, they land right next to the hospital, and then yeah. you get all those profits. Yeah, exactly. Right, <laughs> right exactly. Get yeah. that merger. Businessman. Exactly. So I'm finally using my MBA. That's really great. For the first time ever, I'm using my MBA in, in Two Point Hospital. <laughs> two Point <laughs> Hospital. Um, so yeah, it's it's fun, you know. If 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 you if people like building the things, if you if you're a fan of the Sims games, you know, like I've like I've discussed, I re- I really think it's fun. You know, I'm gonna play it for a while. I'm probably gonna go through all the hospitals, gotta get them all to like three stars, um, and then and then um, move on to like Zero Horizon Zero Dawn or something. But I should mention one more thing real quick, isn't that is that they'll give you like <clears throat> special challenges where they'll say, okay, you have 90 days to treat 30, 30 patients with this one condition. And then you, uh, and then they'll, they'll start coming in like in large quantities and they'll start queuing outside the offices and you have to race against time to try to like cure everybody. And then, you know, sometimes that requires you to make another room with another doctor maybe. So it's pretty fun. I like it. Awesome. It's got a very like Wallace and Gromit looking like art style on the cover. Oh, it's personally, I think it's an ugly ass game. Like, I think the the characters and stuff are hideous in this. Like, they all look like I don't know. They they have very like animal looking type faces. It's it's weird. I don't know. It's not my style really, but um, you're playing it for the management. Yes, that's exactly right. I'm playing it because I can I can. I can do a uh, like an ROI thing and to determine which and which loan is the most uh, lucrative. I'm just kidding. It doesn't get that deep, but it is pretty fun. Does anybody else have anything they want to toss into the ring before we uh, wrap up this sort of extended hobby addicts and, and head over to the main podcast? No, I'm all set. All right. Well, I think Caroline's going to stick with us here through the next podcast. She's gonna she's gonna get a taste of what it's like to. Um, to operate under the under the militant arm of Mitsugi, who works his co-hosts to the bone. So here we go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're going to need to go to the hospital after yeah. this. I do hospital. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you know what? Thanks for listening to Hobby Addicts. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And um, I'm sure that Mandy and uh, Enzo will be back next week. And uh, until then, I hope you guys have fun playing your games and watching your anime and everyone stay safe and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye.